0: On this episode, it's tangent time with Better Buddies.
1: Long long road ahead. Long, long road ahead.
0: Hello and welcome back to Better Buddies. I'm uh, your host RJ. With us this week we've got Kelvin. Hello. And James. Hello. Our better buddies Icebreaker this week. The entire US military is now under your command. What would you do with this power?
2: Um, enforce a four day
0: work
1: week. <laughs> I'm down. <laughs> yeah. Okay,
0: but what happens for the soldiers trying to enforce the four day work week when they can only work four days?
1: It's a rotating uh, schedule. So yeah. some people work some four days and then the others work the other. So there's like a, an overlapping two days in the middle there.
2: Exactly. And the idea would hopefully be that like that would only be a temporary measure. And then we'd, able, we'd be able to like get something passed through Congress that just cements a four-day work week. So we don't have to like enforce it. And then that's it. And then that's the whole thing. Okay. That's what
0: I. I'm, I didn't really think through the consequences of this question being. Hey, you started a military queue in the US, now what? Yeah, really. <laughs> <laughs> um Calvin, what would you do?
1: I don't know. The four day work week is sounded pretty solid.
0: Alright. <laughs> uh can I uh can I finally crack down on social media the same way they did on cigarettes?
2: Oh, that is so funny because I was just talking to my dad about this. Not a bad one. Like, I, that's a really good one. I think big tech is going to go the way of the tobacco companies. I think that's what's going to happen. But So I would support that,
0: quite I frankly. That I don't know it's necessarily going to go the exact way the tobacco companies, because I think there's more utilitarian use out of the general tech aspect of big tech
2: compared oh, yeah. to
0: the sheer just like, hey, yeah, you feel good, but also cancer and like all these other bad things you're doing to your body. Of tobacco, but like, yeah, the general negative aspects. Let's let's flush those those down the drain.
2: <laughs> no, I I I agree. I, I think mainly because, like, I guess I should rephrase that. Like, the public perception, much in the same way that changed towards tobacco, I think will probably like actually more than we realize it could. I think will change. Like facing big tech, so I, I would support that.
0: Yeah, and I think. If I had the entire U.S. military, I might organize a state-versus-state football games where the entire state plays against the entire other state. Very similar to, uh... I'm trying to remember what it was because somebody sent me a link once, but some, like, sports news website thing, like, basically did a what-if future if society just got super obsessed with football. Like, if society right now just got super obsessed with football and mysteriously gained immortality everybody's their prime physical fitness for forever like what would happen and like everybody just plays football in like these massive statewide games yeah
2: that's pretty funny
0: so just to see what would happen I might try and use do that oh yeah yeah uh better buddies recommend is our next segment where we recommend a piece of media to enjoy uh what are we what are our hot recommendations this week, fellas?
2: Oh I'm um, I'm waffling
0: Ice cold, two. huh?
2: I'm yeah, waffling. Always. Honestly. Um You wanna
0: try that sentence for a third time, James? What are you waffling on?
2: Uh, I'm waffling between two recommendations. Um, um Fuck.
0: I
1: Is that the first one?
2: I mean that
0: that is, it's a recommendation. It, I don't know how good of one. <laughs>
2: I'm going to recommend sex. That's my better buddy's media recommendation. (laughs) Um, uh, Three out of uh, five stars. Um, Damn. I know. The app that continues
0: to propagate the human race, and you give it three out of five stars. Well, it's caused a lot
2: of problems, RJ. All right? I mean, (laughs) (laughs) uh, I am going to say I will recommend um, the Kurt Vonnegut book, Breakfast of Champions. Um, actually, is it just I'm a just gonna read
0: is that Kurt Vonnegut signed?
2: It mm. is, I, I, yeah, and I spent like all day reading it. It's <laughs> um, <laughs> a long ingredient list. I No, it was just uh, I just got so absorbed. I just read the same thing over and over again. Um, <laughs> uh, no actually I'll just more recommend like Kurt Vonnegut in general because um, the thing is is that I wrote up like a little mini like essay or reading recommendation for this particular book and also for Kurt Vonnegut. Myself, over the weekend, it really got me thinking. Um, I had read this one book of his Breakfast of Champions like two or three years ago, and it was one of the first books I read as I was really starting to get back, like, started to get back into reading. I took a break from, like, reading through a good part of college, and then I started to kind of get back into it. This is one of the first, like, like, uh, prose books that that I was reading that I really, like, kind of really liked. I would recommend Kurt Vonnegut just in general. Um... I Ming mean, is a really great writer. Um, uh, like his most famous work that a lot of people have probably heard of is Slaughterhouse Five. Um,
0: what is Breakfast which, of Champions?
2: Breakfast, uh, that's a really great question. The thing is, RJ, is I actually didn't reread the book. I reread certain parts of it to like egg
1: <laughs> for my. Um, you don't know
2: what it is? and like can't know it. I do. It's like it basically follows the kind of like different, these different plot lines of different people. Um, in this, like, bleak, abject, kind of middle-of-nowhere uh, Midwestern town uh, in Ohio called Midland City. And it follows a bunch of different characters as they just kind of, like, go throughout their day-to-day lives. Um, and the stuff with, like, a Kurt Vonnegut book, at least with this one, is, like, it's not so much the plot, it's kind of just, like, the, narr- the narration, like, around the plot that makes it interesting. Because he'll go on these, like, little digressions, and basically write, like, mini essays like in this book and then go back to the narrative and one of the central figures is kilgore trout mm-hmm. who is like a dirt poor science fiction writer who uh falls into a really big bit of luck when he attends uh midland City's like uh arts festival which he's been invited to by a very prominent member of the town and he doesn't know why um so it's it's kind of interesting. It, it contain it's like a very midlife book, is what I've called it. Like, it it feels like he wrote it like, um, it's kind of like midwork for him, and it, it's definitely got a lot to say. I think about his like personal writing style and all that. Um, but I've been I've been talking for a while. Uh, the, it's it's good. <laughs> it's a it's a good book. I would definitely recommend, uh, and I would say pick up Kurt Vonnegut. Any
0: so slaughterhouse five any like less known books be besides. Eat your Wheaties?
2: Uh, Slaughterhouse 5, obviously, like you said, Breakfast of Champions, Cat's Cradle is another one. Um, any of his short stories, like you can probably find some of those online that will those will get you into um, uh, the kind of... Slatterhouse 5 from- is...
0: not that the one where like, the dude has like, trippy, time, trippy time visions and shit?
2: Basically, yeah. Okay. It's actually... I'm not gonna lie, like, Kurt Vonnegut, and I don't know if he'd roll in his grave if he heard me say this, or if he knows, but, like, he, his voice reminds me a lot of Douglas Adams. Like, the...
0: Like, just some weird out-there nonsense. Apparently. Hello? Yeah.
1: Right, did he think, die?
0: Yeah, I think Kurt Vonnegut stole James. This is the start the of the zombie of, apocalypse.
1: The ghost of Kurt Vonnegut came for him.
0: It's spooky season, so I'm not surprised. Well, that was was all we have from James, I guess. Uh, Calvin, do you have
1: one? I do, but you should go first.
0: All right, I'll go first. Uh, I'm (laughs) going to do a mini-recommendation first, uh, because... Oh, oh my. Uh, What? Hello, James? No. Yeah?
2: He tried to drag me back to the grave. I said, no, "No, Kurt, I'm not done yet. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah
0: how do you how did you was it kurt Vonnegut's ghost or his zombie
2: it was like um it was like a ghost but he, he was uh he was capable of manipulating things in the physical world so it was it was a little terrifying I wish I'd been a zombie I could have shaken his hand but, um and then he would have eaten you well you don't know that RJ maybe you <laughs> know that's a little that's a little prejudiced against the members of the undead community so that's All zombie uh,
0: literature Except for the Bible, has this as a thing
2: that they eat people. Well, you don't know that Jesus didn't eat people, and you don't know that. To be fair, Jesus
0: hasn't. Well, depending on who you talk to, he hasn't come back again since the initial resurrection. Depending on your school of faith, and in his initial resurrection, he didn't eat people. So,
2: doesn't he encourage eating people? Charm.
0: He encourages the consumption of himself, which I don't think counts
2: it's still cannibalism, even if it's sacrificial, especially if it's sacrificial.
0: Yeah, but you keep eating just him. So it's not like the zombie eating everybody else.
2: That's also fair. That's, I can't disagree.
0: So, yeah. Um, cool. Kurt Vonnegut. I'm going to go next. And yeah, uh, mini recommendation first. What if has finished its first season? Uh, just so everybody knows, there is one scene that makes no sense because they pull up a they a Gamora wearing Thanos armor and wear, using a Thanos sword is on the team mm-hmm. that the Watcher pulls onto the team. It's because COVID led to one of their episodes getting cut and pushed to the season two. Interesting. Um, yeah, and that's episode, we know the general idea is that Iron Man uh, wound up on Sakar instead of Thor during Ragn- uh, Ragnarok. Some people thinking... Based on some comments that it's like, oh, in the first Avengers movie, he went through the wormhole to deliver oh, the nuke. Me. But when he fell back through, he didn't fall to Earth.
1: Interesting. Yeah. How does that-
0: so he winds up on Sakar and builds, like, a Hulkbuster-esque thing out of scrap metal. Uh, But yeah, uh, the Watcher collects them all, and they do a nice thing where, like, the in the reality where ultron got all the infinity stones like there is no life left except for literally just black widow and the watcher is nice enough to not put her back on that earth and mm-hmm. instead lets her go and replace the black widow of the one where um yellow jacket assassinated all the avengers oh. uh cuz in that one uh in order to stop yellow jacket he teamed up with loki or nick fury teamed up with loki but then loki just kind of like oh yeah we have our Asgardian armies here, and we think we'll just stay. So Nick Fury unfreezes Captain America and calls Captain Marvel back, and so the yeah, Black man. Widow takes the Black Widow's place, and so there's now three Avengers on the Earth. Oh, um,
2: there's so many fucking timelines with this shit. I don't know how you, I don't know how you fucking keep up. Practice. I have no. But that's also fair. You can um, see.
0: And then they also did a last episode, a last se- se- uh, scene with Captain Carter, where, because at the end of the first Captain Carter episode, she's like, she fell out of the portal that is first opened up in the first Avengers movie when uh, they first, like, are experimenting with Tesseract. Uh, and she, like, does the whole Captain America thing, it's implied, because her scenes for the last episode start with her at the beginning of Captain America 2, Winter Soldier, where they're going to, like, on the S.H.I.E.L.D. mission to, like, invade the boat and fight Batroc the Leaper. Um, and at the end of the episode, when she's put back on the boat, they find that the Hydra Stomper armor is on the boat, and there's somebody inside. Which means Steve might be alive. Oh. Winter Soldier style. Which means he can be saved, and they can live happily ever after.
2: Do they kiss?
0: Uh, no, because they don't open the armor. It's in a box.
2: Damn, do they kiss the box? No. No. <laughs> damn
0: no kissing james i'm sorry At
2: smh where where is marvel with the the rep you know the representation i mean is... to be
0: fair the first episode which is the captain carter one she and steve are literally like in the bar from captain america the first avenger they're about to kiss and uh howard stark like slaps the window with her shield to say like hey look what i got for you <laughs> <laughs> oh no no he's uh, like he slaps the window he's like oh
2: am i interrupting we found the Hydra base. let's go i thought you were gonna say that howard stark just came out of nowhere and slapped <laughs> that would have been, been that would be that would be funny because she would probably hit him back that's oh, yeah. what would make it really literally a
1: one-two hit him that's back funny. as hard as you can hit him back yeah and a double punch line
0: <laughs> uh but yeah it was a, it was a good episode they had a fun fight scene and showed off, like, some of the just how powerful the Doctor Strange evil one is. And it turned out, like, according to the subtitles, he is the misguided strange. So they're like, he did some bad stuff, but he's not really a bad guy. He just destroyed one reality.
2: That sounds like some excuse if I've ever heard Mm. it.
0: Yeah, and he's, he's it's implied he's, like, now the Watcher's, like, friend and assistant, because the Watcher... He, uh, Doctor Strange cases uh, Ultron being piloted by Arnim Zola AI and the, um, uh, uh not T'Challa, um, Killmonger from the one where Killmonger, like, takes over Stark Enterprises and gets into Wakanda. Um,
2: I'm still hung up on this. Hold on. So, yeah. Doctor, <laughs> Doctor- So, let's back up a couple
0: steps, James. There's a reality where Ultron gets the Infinity Stones. Okay. He also has the Vision's body, so he succeeded in Age of Ultron, and he proceeds to wipe out literally all life in the MCU, in his reality. Okay. Except for Hawkeye and Black Widow, because they happened to be on a plane when he launched the nukes, and they survived. They go... And find an Arnim Zola AI, like, from the Winter Soldier, and are going to use it to shut down Ultron, and they stick it into an Ultron robot, Um, but then it turns out, like, oh, Ultron's not in this universe anymore, because with the power of the Infinity Stones, he learned that, like, oh, there are other realities, I'm gonna bust through, because in episode 8, Ultron, like, realizes there are other realities, busts through to the in-between space, and starts fist-fighting the Watcher. Okay which leads the watcher to assemble this multiversal guardians of the multiverse. They beat up uh Ultron, they kick his butt, they upload the Arnim Zola into the primary Ultron and Arnim Zola destroys the Ultron AI. And meanwhile, Killmonger who has been wanting who, like has this weird hang up on power cuz he's Killmonger and just wants like oh, we can give- with this power, we could fix everything without really thinking about like, yeah, you're going to fix stuff, dude, but you inevitably destroy things in your path to fixing it and just make things worse. Um, So he, Killmonger's trying to get the Infinity Stones. Arnim Zola AI is like, no, they're mine now. I want them. And they're like pulling them in two directions. And evil Doctor Strange is like, all right, I'm just going to pop this moment in time into a bubble and just keep that contained. And it's like a snow globe now yeah
2: that's how you do it damn i guess if if i could i would <laughs> and
0: now evil dr strange and the watcher are pals and evil dr strange is going to watch after the snow globe
2: wait uh, did evil Doctor strange kill an entire reality
0: yeah he so the mm-hmm. that story that episode was what if dr strange lost his heart instead of his hands because okay. in the movie He's in a car crash and his hands are all busted up and he'll never do surgery again. So he goes and learns the mystic arts to try and fix his hands. Yeah. The episode, uh, the other doctor woman who works down in uh, the emergency room, who he's like really into and loves, she's in the car with him and she dies in the car accident. So he oh. goes and learns like the mystic arts in an attempt to save her. Uh, he um. does the whole like save the world thing. But then is like sitting there drinking and depressed and he's like, no what, no, I'm gonna go fix it. And the Ancient One, like, he goes down this whole journey of like, learning to absorb other creatures' power into himself. So he's basically an amalgamation of like all these mythical monsters that is like barely contained within a Doctor Strange body. Um, He fights himself because the Ancient One like split that decision into two timelines. In an attempt to to stop him by using his old self to beat him up, and he instead just reabsorbs himself and is back to full power. But it turns out the like moment where his girl dies is a fixed point in time; he can't change it, even with all this power he's amassed. And in trying to do so, just breaks reality.
2: So he kills. So he kills everybody through that.
0: He literally destroys an entire reality.
2: In, in and can it. I ask? A point of inquiry. Yes. Does Hitler exist in the Marvel universe? Yes. Is he canonical? <laughs> so where's Hitler's redemption arc then? <laughs> <laughs> Hitler only killed six million people. <laughs> what the hell, RJ? What, uh, a guy gets to murder an entire reality, and he gets rewarded by getting to watch by getting to watch everybody else. You uh, kill. You know, honestly, you
1: know, that is a good point when you look at some of those stuff like. We it, we take it for granted in a lot of these like films and media that it's just like oh they destroyed the world it but but they're better now it's okay it's it, it's okay but nobody would think that about Hitler I assume it's yeah. got to do with motive right yeah a lot of it's motive because like Hitler
0: Hitler's motive was I want to kill I want to eradicate this quote unquote problem from the face of the earth and but he didn't like stop to think like hey these are real good human people who shouldn't. You shouldn't do that to you. Don't, don't do a genocide, Hitler. Uh, compared I think that to was Doctor th- Strange, who, like, he was so obsessed with, I want to save this one person, and he, like, did it and saved her, and didn't, like, he thought he could do it, and as he, like, quote-unquote, save her, reality begins breaking down around him, and he's trying to simultaneously, like, use his power to keep reality from collapsing and save her, and it just doesn't work. And in the end, there's, like, This one little island of reality that he is in, contained by his shield, but all that's in there is just him standing on this, like, empty spot. And she's vanished, too.
2: I don't know why, but I lost it when you were, like, paraphrasing as as Hitler, and you were like, I want to get rid of this quote-unquote problem. (laughs) Like, I'm just imagining him (laughs) verbatim saying that at one of the Nuremberg rallies. Like, he looks around before he's jojo like, rabbit
0: I, that, that should be i haven't seen jojo rabbit but i understand it's taika watiti doing the point is. of view of like a danish boy who knows nothing about hitler except that hitler is a person
2: no no no. it's no uh he's a german kid a german he's in hitler youth he's like a german like a nazi boy scout basically yeah he's like, in the
1: hitler youth
0: okay but he doesn't know Can I also- he doesn't really know hitler because all i know one of the factoids about that movie is that like The kid imagines Hitler, like, eating a unicorn and offering him cigarettes, but Hitler hated smoking and was a vegetarian.
2: (laughs) Hey, Cal, have you seen that movie? No, I really want to, though. Fuck, I really want to talk with people about this one scene that's in it, but fuck, that's fine.
0: Anyways, the difference between, like, Hitler and this Doctor Strange is also Hitler hasn't had the chance to go and save all realities. Because the Ultron with the infinity stones was basically going to move through reality by reality and just eliminate all life.
2: I think Marvel should do a comic where Hitler gets all the infinity stones. <laughs> it's all. From I mean,
0: they have, it's called literally anytime the the red skull gets the infinity stones, red skulls, basically no, no red skull.
2: No,
1: no, no that's man. an out. That's no, an out. It's
2: gotta be Hitler, a an entire series done in Hitler's perspective. And it's gotta be done realistically.
1: So See, they get writer. close with Red. They get close with Red Skull because Red Skull is a Nazi, but he's a made-up Nazi, and I think that's what allows us to think he can be redeemed.
0: Um, I would never think the Red Skull could be redeemed. One
1: and two. It, come on, there's got to be a no. Marvel arc where the Red Skull is redeemed. There's, there's literally
0: a Batman Captain America crossover where Red Skull and Joker team up. And when Joker finds out Red Skull's like a real Nazi and not just like putting it on as an act, the Joker turns on him because th- he's a Nazi.
2: <laughs> but yeah. I see, I feel like that breaks Joker's character because Joker has no, ostensibly, he has no principles. To be fair, like, that, sh-
0: there are like three versions of Joker, and that was one okay. of the earlier, like more not, more like gangster and jokes Joker Uh-oh. and not the completely unhinged, okay. emotionless psychopath.
1: Yeah, like,
0: one. <laughs> yeah, come um, on. there's the fear monger, or hate monger. Sorry, the hate monger. It is a clone brain of Hitler.
2: That's funny. Does it walk around in a bear like in that one cartoon? I don't remember. You, you don't remember that? Dang, I, gotta oh, look it one... up. I don't remember either. Of those were... Things though. It was like uh what was it called? Oh fuck what they made uh these characters were like old kind of almost like rejected like Hanna-Barbera or Warner Bros cartoons and uh they made an appearance in Billion Mandy they might have even been from Billion Mandy but i it's literally like a brain in a jar that's on like on top of a bear and there's another guy what is his name he's got like a scar on his eye and he's got he's in like a little almost like dictator suit he's got a very like pointy nose Ugh, fuck now i'm going to have to i don't remember no idea but
0: yeah, oh,
1: okay. Uh,
0: I my the, the the real recommendation I was going to go for was the Venom Let There Be Carnage movie, which was a pretty tight like for a superhero movie. It was a real tight movie. It was only like an hour and thirty or forty minutes. Oh,
1: that's so terrible.
2: Yeah, that is pretty.
0: Um, I thought they did. A, they had a much better wig for um for Carnage. Woody Harrelson. Because at the end of the Venom movie in the teaser trailer, he had this wacky, like, curly yeah. red hair wig. And it was like, that's... No, you can't do that. So they, like, got that's him a... pretty terrible. Yeah, they got him a lot better of a wig that was, like, just straight hair and, like, combed over. And it was it was a lot better looking. Um, the see There's, like, this montage scene where, like, Eddie and Venom split up. Because they're, like a bad couple. They just, like, go through a breakup, and Venom, like, hops around from person to person, and winds up at a rave, and, like, makes some huge statement that it is written so much like he's coming out of the closet and got away from an abusive gay boyfriend, but it's just the Venom symbiote and Eddie, and nobody, like, realizes this is an alien, they just think it's a cool costume.
2: This Mm -hmm. must be, like, subtextually gay.
0: Um, eh, however you want to read it. (laughs) (laughs) it's one of those things where they don't take a definitive stance
2: okay that's fair
0: but by the end Venom and Venom and Eddie get back together and they beat up carnage and they uh leave an the 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 ending scene do people care about spoilers for Venom Let There Be Carnage no
1: go for it I don't care Spoiler right. warning for anyone listening. Spoiler warning Three, skip two, one. ahead.
0: Cause the uh the post-credit scene is um Venom and Eddie go to the beach, right? And they're just like hanging out on the beach because Venom wanted to go feel the sand in his toes. And they are hanging out in their like beach hut talking about like watching TV and it's this really rundown beach hut. And Venom is like, ah, I have infinite knowledge from a hive mind of gener- of thousands of thousands of years, letting you understand even a fraction of it would destroy your brain, which is true to the comics, but that's nothing anybody else knows about or cares about because it'll never come up again. And he lets Eddie experience like a fraction of it, and then there's a ripple of reality, and their rundown beach hut is suddenly a super cool beach hut and like the tv is different and it changes the show from this soap opera to a J. Jonah jameson report <laughs> with with a uh, with a uh, peter parker spider-man
1: oh so he he just got rippled into the, the MCU. mcu
0: which i think then makes him the number 6 if they're doing the sinister 6 for the spider-man um uh, no way well. Home because they've got um Doc Ock, Green Goblin, Electro, Sandman, uh I think Lizard was implied and now Venom. Nice. Yeah. And Venom like the TV they go and like look at it and obviously Spider-Man is being presented as an evil villain. So they're like, "Ah, oh, let us go be a lethal protector."
2: <laughs> oh, Venom. Yeah. Dude, everyone knows the but be- everyone knows the best Venom was the one Superman man three. You can't even you can't even <laughs> fuck. There's only been two. Uh, yeah, I know. And that was the best. you <laughs> <All I laughs> love me some Topher Grace Venom. Some some completely well, I wouldn't say miscast, but poorly written, I suppose.
0: Uh, yeah, that's my recommendation this week, Calvin. What do you got?
1: Uh. So I have one, but honestly, it kind of fits more into the advice. If that's fine, it's that's less fun. of a uh, less of actual media and more of a tool that I discovered today. Yes, yeah, we can play. So far, really enjoyed. Cool. So, um, it's our show. Yeah, we can do what we want. I uh, I had read about this a little bit when looking at stuff online, but I finally decided to like give it a shot. Um, but have you ever heard of the, the budgeting tool called You Need a Budget? No. No. Did you say yes, James? No, I said no. Oh, okay. Uh, but yeah, so basically it's this budgeting tool that I had read about on Reddit that I, I had seen a bunch of people recommending. So I decided to give it a shot. And I mean, it's literally been I set it up today, but I can already tell that i I think this will help me if i can stick with it um now obviously like i said this it's it i set it up today so i can't say a hundred percent that this is going to help me save money um but it looks cool and it definitely helps me so far it's helped me visualize stuff um so i'd highly recommend it it is a paid thing Mm -hmm. i think it's like 60 or 70 bucks a year which is a little expensive, but what I read people justifying it online were saying that if you if you don't pay for a service, then you are the service, which is especially nowadays is very true. Yeah. Because if you're not paying for something, then they have to make money, and they're going to make money by selling all your information. Yeah. Um. So that's one thing I'd have to say, and then also theoretically, if there's on how much they can save you by doing this budgeting or True, then honestly you'll save more than the 80 bucks a year or whatnot that you spend on it. But why I like it so far um is basically it kind of only does the stuff you could do in a normal spreadsheet, but I'm way too lazy to set up a spreadsheet or to actually import stuff and all that. Um and this just takes all so far it's taken all of the hassle out of it you can set up like all of your expenses for the month. You can say like I listed out all of my bills, like I listed here's my rent when I pay it and how much it costs. Here's my internet, my electricity, um my streaming services I pay for and you can input a date. It can be very specific or it can be more general. You can set up stuff like on a weekly basis. I have a grocery budget that I can set up. By like every Sunday or whatnot, I spend a certain amount of money, and then it'll calculate that out for the month. And the the way it um it's uh the way it looks at budgeting is different than how I've always looked at budgeting. I don't know about you guys, but I've always just kind of looked at my numbers in my bank account and just done it ahead and be like, all right, I know I have to pay this bill this day. Here's I know I'm getting a paycheck on this day. And honestly, what I've been doing is just subtracting from my paychecks mentally in my head. Like, all right, um, this paycheck is basically going towards all this, 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 this. I have this, I have like X amount left. And then I can, so that means I can uh, just like save this much or whatnot. Um, And I've definitely learned that the problem with that is you get a kind of false view of how much money you have. Because you'll get like a lot of money sitting in your account or whatnot. It's just like, oh, man, I have like so much more money than I thought. But in reality, you've kind of already spent that money. You've at least committed it. So it's um, I've always been fine doing it that way. But how this works is it doesn't really allow you to input expected income. Okay. it only looks at the money you currently have. Yeah, and so what you can do on your budget screen is like so. Say I'm just gonna throw out random numbers. I'm all gonna be whole numbers, so they're just easier to work yeah. with. uh So say you have a thousand dollars due on like the 15th for rent, and you have also uh, oh, this is gonna sound like an ad. It's mm-hmm. not. I just really like this program so we far. Do
0: not have sponsors yet.
1: Yeah, uh, I just want to yeah. say that because well, I just budget, realized that
0: uh, if you if you're listening.
1: Yeah, no, and honestly, you like I said, you could build this in a spreadsheet or take parts of it and do whatever you want, yeah. um, which is why I said it should go into advice because budgeting is definitely something everyone should do. <laughs> yes. Uh, so yeah, but um, I'll try and be quick on the explanation. But basically, so if you have your, like your $1,000 rent, your $50 internet, and your like $25 water bill or whatnot, um, and say you have $600 in your account, you can you what what this does is you would commit that six hundred dollars to those different like things so you could say i want to pay off the 25 water i want to pay off the 50 um internet so that's 75 left so that means you have 75 committed you have 525 left you put that remaining 525 in your rent all right you have 475 left you need to you need to put allocate this much more by this date um and then what you can do is you can tie it into your bank account so that whenever you actually spend a transaction, it can get automatically imported. And then you can just check off that you've paid it and it updates your running totals. It says like, okay, this money is no longer assigned. It's actually paid. And you like, I don't know. It's just super helpful so far. And it's definitely helped me to look at my money in a different way, at least. Cool. Yeah, No. Okay. yeah well
2: i was gonna say it's one of those things where it's like it sounds like uh like you wouldn't need it but like everyone kind of does in some way or another because it's so easy to like let money slip out of your hands you know what i yep. mean um yep. you like making enough to comfortably live on like like from month to month like it's surprising sometimes, like, how you look at your bank account, and you're like, I feel like it should have more than this, like, where the fuck is it all going? Yeah. Uh, but, yeah.
0: Yeah, and I think my biggest struggle with that is the, because I would, I did pretty similar to what you originally did, of, like, oh, just in my head, I've allocated, mm-hmm. I know, so, like, if I was about, if it was payday, I'd be like, alright, I get paid, this bill is taken care of, I'm gonna set this amount aside for the next one, and, like, blah, blah, blah. But my problem was I would set aside some, like, quote-unquote savings money, but then anything that was left, I just kind of, like, I wasn't great about, like, thinking about the future.
1: Yep. Yeah, Yeah, and that's what I have to say I really like about this. Because, basically, if I look at my total account right now, I'm like, oh, I'm doing pretty good. Like, I have a decent... But... If I go into my budget screen, it has like progress bars you can look at and like assign totals and stuff. I have all of my funds allocated. So if I look at my budget screen, it shows like, oh, you have no money left Mm -hmm. where you it's not that you don't have any money left. It's oh, no, I've already allocated these things. So like my internet bill, I have the cost of it allocated. I haven't spent it yet so that money's in my account. So if I were to look at my account, I would see money that I've technically already planned on spending. And once I get the bill, I can just update my spread my budget and it then will change from like funded to paid and the and you can set and you can set up these funds. you can add like I have an entertainment one. So if I do something, I, um, and the biggest – the hardest issue I've always had with budgeting and spending money is I always feel guilty when I spend money. Mm. I I feel like I'm like, oh, I'm like I'm, – uh, I'm spending money that I shouldn't be spending and stuff like that. That was just like kind of drilled into me by my dad. Um, so I've always personally had the issue of like when I spend money, I feel guilty. And I've heard of the strategy before of basically giving yourself um, – an envelope each week of like cash. And it's like, all right, this is my money for the week. And then like, if you don't spend it all, then you can roll it into the next week and stuff. And this will do that too with your allocated funds. Um, so I'm, I'm hoping this will make me feel better. Allocate all of my money in my entertainment thing. And it's like, all right, I have like X amount. Like maybe I allocated a hundred bucks this month for entertainment. If I spend 25 bucks, that's no big deal. I spent 25 bucks and then it's just like, all right, I have 75 left I can play with. And, it, and it'll just be like, a, and I can see these progress bars. I don't know. It's no,
0: yeah, like- personally,
1: I think it's going to really help me. And I think that everyone listening should at least look into a budget system. Maybe not this one, because it definitely depends on your mentality with money and how what helps you. It's just I never knew this existed. And then I found it and it's like, all right, this is perfect for my mentality.
0: Yeah, and see, one of the lessons oh. that got drilled into me was pay yourself, too. Like, when you get yep. your paycheck, allocate the money for all your required bills, but then with the amount left over, make sure you put, like, some into savings and some you pay to yourself. It's like, all right, here's my money for the week that's just, like, mine. Whatever happens to it, happens to it.
2: Well, because ultimately the goal would hopefully be, too, that eventually <clears throat> with enough routine app, like, you wouldn't need it anymore. That you would just develop... uh like a healthy personal spending habit after kind of using this.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I would say that's good if you have to correct unhealthy spending habits, but I do think forever you should definitely keep some sort of budgeting. Maybe you get to the point where you don't need to pay and you just can do it in a spreadsheet because it's more simplified. But I think tracking all of your expenses is a good thing just in general Because then that allows you to save towards, like, loftier goals. That's like, well, I need a new computer, so let's start a computer fund. And it's like, if you have a spreadsheet, you can allocate funds, and maybe you find you can buy it a couple months sooner than you think because you have the money, and yeah. You made it a point of, like,
0: allocating the money ahead of time rather than saying, like, okay, end of the month, here's what's left in my bank account. I guess I can put this much towards it.
1: Yeah, Mm -hmm. yep.
0: Yeah, cool. Um, I thought about bringing it back to the, like, if we want to talk about that social media Facebook thing that's going on right now, do you want to do that or do some advice?
2: I, I would talk about that for a little bit. <laughs> I'm
1: it's sure awkward. you would.
0: I've got some thoughts. Well, <laughs> all right, James. Let's, let's, we have 10 minutes. What are your thoughts?
2: Okay, you want to hear the one of the first things I thought the, and something no. I actually Mike, oh, well, <laughs> um, um, all right, what this is one of the first things that i said to my co-workers and one of the first things i thought when i heard about facebook and especially that i heard that there was a massive outage okay i
1: was good. gonna say what are we referring to because there's um, been a lot that's happened yeah, in the, the couple two, days so I, I guess two big things what, okay. i'm thinking
0: of are the they the um uh whistleblower came forward and, uh-huh. with her identity yep. and like gave her first like official interview as the whistleblower and like testified and stuff and facebook going down
2: okay my my thought with both with those like because i heard i heard about the whistleblower like and then like literally that that was in conjunction with me um hearing about uh like the facebook outage um like a couple days ago or whatever um and uh honestly like Again, one of my first thoughts, one of the things I said to my coworkers was like, I would not be surprised because their external platforms were shut down. But so were their internal communications. Like everything was down and no one knew why. Um, My honestly first thought was that they literally just like closed the shutters on the whole operation and they shut everything down so that nobody could say anything else if they felt like they wanted to. And they just like might have started scrubbing through everybody's shit just to like just to make sure like that's something i could see uh them doing people saying like i heard the whole dns thing which is what they i think that's what they said like actually happened was it was some like weird glitch with like a dns route is some some like tech bullshit i don't understand and therefore (laughs) and therefore it's not true no it could it could be and but at the same time like I don't know. There are people who are like, it's Russia or it's China. And I'm like, I oh, don't know, guys. I think it's Facebook. I think they did that <laughs> shit on purpose. Yeah, like, I think they,
0: Maybe just maybe it's Facebook.
2: Yeah. Like, I think they didn't want anybody else to get like to, to ride tails, like feel like they could get on the kind of like hype train of, of 60 minutes of, of that interview. And they just made sure that nobody could access their like work computers and get any sensitive files that were off them. Um, that's I could see and that come happening. through
0: all their information to verify if anyone else is thinking of leaking.
2: Exactly, they would start with everybody that she knew, like that they knew she was affiliated with, and then they just go out from there. And eventually, like the connections would be too faint for them to really merit anything, but they would still probably try just in case.
1: I would be very, very, very hesitant to believe anything like that, just because of the amount of money that it would cost them, the amount of bad press it gets them in the long run i think they could weather just a whistleblower stuff like this way better than drawing attention to it with an outage and also the just tech side of me is like yeah that's this is this is what stuff like this does kind of happen and then it is a cascading effect and it does just kind of uh snowball into panic um yeah so i don't know i don't know i i'm i'm just hesitant Believe any of that conspiracy theory stuff?
2: Do you think it could be both? Do you think it could have been a natural like, accident that someone inside Facebook could have used for um, like um, catching so up like, purposes?
0: Somebody, I so I think like, Facebook decided to like take down their internal like communications no, like, just to keep people from like chattering too much about like oh no you see like, this did you see this and like accidentally just took down the whole site.
2: Like no. it wasn't natural. No, like it was a natural glitch that just happened, and then in the middle of it, like people with inside Facebook, like someone was like oh this is actually a prime opportunity for me to like like come through shit or do something like that
1: what what were you reading as well about I'm just curious because I haven't heard any of this about this internal messaging system that they took down is what well, that' got it, taken down like it,
2: their actual com- like the the peer-to-peer not peer-to-peer just it was like their facebook
0: uh, is evil.net
2: yeah. No, they're, they're uh, software. Like the software yeah. that the workers used to communicate, like was de- No one could do any work. They were calling, like I saw in articles, they were basically calling it like a Facebook snow day. Like no-, no workers could actually access any files or I don't know if it was something like- they it's
1: clear though it was a network issue and everything's on the network. So if the network goes down, everything goes down. They don't like, so that's also where I, get like just the skeptical of the like i mean i i don't know we'll never know the true answer i just would be highly highly suspect of that and
2: like (laughs) no like i definitely get that like random shit happens it's just like right after this interview like they've been i seriously think that company has been on thin ice in the public opinion since they're like 27 deposition or whatever like they're hearing which was granted like a joke but ever since then I do not think they've been able to recover like quote unquote good press like well, everything about that,
0: like those documentaries about like the impact of social media on our brains and stuff exactly
1: yeah I don't know I don't know I feel like it's a lot of people recognize that it's a complicated issue but at the same time and I'm not talking about the, just the yeah. Um mm-hmm. but at the same time I feel like and I'm not saying you guys are doing this, but I feel yeah. like a lot of people are like, yeah, it's a complicated. And then they sum it down into like two sentences. And it's like, well, if it's a complicated issue, then how can you immediately turn around and say, this is it? This is the solution. This is the cause done. It's like, oh, eh, yeah. I don't know about that. So oh, no. I feel like a lot no, of people yeah. are like, it's so complicated, but I know exactly what to do.
0: <laughs> I, I will say right I, now, I don't know what to do because on the one hand, like there is some research showing like, hey, there's negative impact on the brain, like serotonin levels yeah. and like addiction and all that kind of stuff. But on the other hand, percent, it's a great, like social media has been a great resource for staying connected with people you might have fallen out of touch with and like getting updates on family members and like the messaging system for fast communication with your friend group and like finding hobby groups to like join and share interests with. I don't know. Yeah,
2: no, I'd I'd agree. I think like I think the internet's a great place. I think people just need to like get off of it more. And I'm one to talk. Like, obviously, you know, like I'm I'm as addicted as anybody else. But I do just think like these things like Facebook, Instagram, or YouTube really have become like really sprawling bureaus uh, of like culture that really need to like. We're so afraid to like limit them in any capacity. It seems well, I don't like think people we, we,
0: realize how much Facebook has, like,
2: like information or mean. like
0: the. Uh, so yesterday, uh, a stat. Like, I was talking to some people, and they didn't realize Facebook owned Instagram and yeah. WhatsApp. Oh
1: yeah, yeah. I feel like that's with a lot of things, though. I think people just don't pay attention as much as they should.
0: Yeah, like I, I definitely think that's something people should be more aware of. Like, hey, Facebook owns WhatsApp. Great for talking to people internationally, but all and like for a while it was a prime candidate for end to end encryption, I think, from remembering correctly.
1: But yeah, that like, was well, well, are you talking about WhatsApp? You said, Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. WhatsApp's big selling point was that it did end to end encryption on its messages, so it was relatively that was, WhatsApp, right? Yeah, yeah, so it was pretty safe for people in. Um, Places where they were monitored by the government.
0: And then Facebook bought it. And last I heard, they
1: kind of backdoored it? Mm, I don't know about that. I can't confirm or deny. I honestly haven't heard anything about that. I'd have to look it up. I
0: have, like, some vague thought of, like, if they didn't backdoor it, there was at least some serious concern that they were going to, like, backdoor and monitor. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I think it's i don't know i think it's really interesting like it's really tough too because that is like i don't know it's obviously like a big part of like not only culture and people's lives but just like it's kind of become the the like not to get corny it's become like the os the whole world runs on like it's the most necessary piece of equipment in probably like 90% of workplaces, like easily in some way or another. Wait, so
1: Facebook second. or the internet, I'm talking about the internet in general. Okay. okay. Face,
2: yeah. 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 No, not Facebook. I mean, cause like Facebook is really nothing more than like a symptom of, of the internet and, and problems like, well, so it's like, how do you like begin to even approach dealing uh, with like
1: that? Cause cause it's all you're really do- it's
0: a public utility almost at this point.
1: It, it is, and, you know, yeah, it, I, it is definitely a public utility. It probably should be
2: because I know there's been like, wasn't that a lot of the counter argument with like net neutrality is that it should just be classified well, as a public utility? Yeah, that a, was
1: a couple years ago. They wanted to get it reclassified as a type two, I believe it is for the uh, FCC. Um, but the the counter argument was like, we don't need the government in. Uh, the internet and all that stuff. And that was like what people were saying was they were trying to do is that the government were going to regulate it and they're going to put, and the government's going to be in our internet and controlling our internet. And it's like, well, yes and no. It's just more they wanted to regulate it in the same way the government regulates um, electricity and the telephone in the way that they prevent anyone from limiting access to it And the fact that um, you can't get charged ridiculous amounts – this is how this works. You can't get charged ridiculous amounts for a phone line. It's considered a universal utility um, or something like that. So no matter where you live, you, you will not have to pay hundreds of thousands of dollars to get a phone line because it's considered a universal need to have a phone line out into the world. So if you live in some backwater that doesn't have a phone line, granted, you can't just show up in the middle of the wilderness and be like, I want a phone, Um, (laughs) but – if you're in a relatively remote town and, like, there's no phone out to you, I'm fairly certain it's, like, you pay a set fee of, like, maybe 50 bucks, and even if it costs thousands of dollars to run a cable out to you, the government will subsidize that. Yeah. Damn, that's cool.
0: See, and I think the thing that's really, like, kind of impacted my thoughts on this the most was at the start of the pandemic when All the internet companies were like, here, we're not putting any throttles on because of the immediate, like, need. And their systems didn't get destroyed, and it's like, oh, these are completely arbitrary, aren't they?
1: Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. It just proved everything.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well,
2: like, arguably, too, like, isn't what's happening now, like, a regulation just in a different way like don't a lot of these major companies just regulate the internet just in a more like subtle or implicit way yeah that's kinda what yeah. I, that's my biggest issue with like because i doubt i completely understand like i understand the fear of government regulation and and like in then like people's apprehension with that but at the same time like to lean into the opposite extreme has kind of like landed us it's here extreme. now yeah, yeah sometimes feels like living in like just a different version of a dystopian universe rather than like the more traditional one <laughs> so well, yeah. like it, it, it's yeah. the
0: two pendulum end points of a complete uh corporatocracy and a all controlling all big brother government and we want to try and hit that middle point as best we can and just like have a really small swing
2: yeah yeah I mean, there's got to be, like, there has to be a middle ground. There has to be, like, a midpoint. Like, it, it can't, I don't know, maybe not. Maybe there, maybe it'll keep <laughs> back and forth, like, forever. But I feel like we're at the point now where it should be, like, ideally uh, at least a possibility of discussion to talk about. Yeah. But.
0: Yeah. Well, we're two minutes over our allotted 10 minutes. So <laughs> let's do some, let's do some, uh, how to be a better buddy where he gives some real Hell and some yeah. serious advice. Our first question. How would you feel about your significant other referring to their male coworker as a work spouse, quote unquote?
2: Oh, that's one of those things that really, like, not to bitch out, but that really uh, depends on, like, context. Yeah. Like, moment to moment. I, like, yeah.
0: My gut feeling is I don't like that idea. Like, you can have a best friend at work, and I don't care who they are. But, like, especially if it's like, hey, this is my SO, or, like, we're married or something, and it's like, Oh, you get, like, kind of just, especially if it's, like, kind of just off the cuff and out of nowhere, like, oh, you're forming this seriously significant label on this relationship, and you didn't talk to me about it first?
2: I, I don't know, like, because I'm not gonna lie, like, I can totally see, like, I can see one end where it is, like, she's, like, trying to be cute, but it comes off as, like, uh, eh, this is, like, this is kind of weird, like subconscious projection that I'm not like entirely comfortable with. Like, on the other hand, at the very cynical, at, like another very cynical end, I could see I could totally see a girl doing like saying that just to fuck with the guy that she said about, if that makes any sense. I could see like someone because I could see a guy doing that to a girl. So I could totally see a girl doing that to a guy like th- yeah. that would have a very particular person in a specific situation, but I could see someone doing that. So it would really depend on like whether or not she was like basically making you the butt of the joke or him.
0: I think also too depends on who put the label on there. If it's like she put the label on, he put the label on, or their co-workers put the label on, of like, oh, you two are so close. Like, that's a little different, I think.
1: Yeah. Yeah
2: yeah and i mean it's hard to because like anything with a coworker is like i mean they're not your friends you know like they're great well, people they like, can be I'd, I'd I they, that. no they can be your friends it's just like um it, there's a different like level to it like they're obviously like, and that goes without saying because you met them in a work environment but there's like uh like competing interests like if you get in a fight with a friend at a bar um like let's really take it to the extreme if you get in a fight with a friend at a bar the worst thing that you'll probably do to each other is like be, kind of be pissy with each other maybe the next morning but you'll probably make up and there's no like there's no other level to that if you get in a fight with a co-worker you're looking at like not only like a workplace like incident you're looking at potential like legal action as well depending yeah. so that's my argument is that like you like you have to cross that zone eventually but for quite a while workers are not your friends and to like be clear, not, it sounds
0: like you're talking about fist fight
2: i'm talking about like even if it's just two guys like th- like they throw like two punches at each other and then they end up like rolling around on the ground for like 30 seconds and then it's like over um like nothing too violent but still like drunken and embarrassing which between like friends would be you know, something like yeah. a black mark, but nothing like too uh, irredeemable. But with co- like a coworker, that's very different.
0: But on the flip side, uh, if you stay, if you stay friends with them after you leave that job, like I think you're good.
2: That's also very true. Yeah, yeah that's also very true. You can you can definitely find uh, you can find that as well, and I will agree with that.
0: To bring it back to the question, Calvin, do you have any other thoughts on work spouse?
1: Uh. I don't know. I feel like it, I, I I just agree with most of what James has said. It's very dependence, and it depends on the context, how often it's being said. Um, yeah, I don't know. Okay.
0: Our next question. Why is red wine considered superior than white? When someone says they prefer white over red, why do they get a reaction as if they're going slumming?
1: Because they are. Wow. Oh, uh- it's no, I I think it's generally because the uh, reds tend to have a larger flavor profile mm. and there's more to them than the whites. But I don't also, know. I think if it's my, like,
2: if from what I understand as well, like white wine is usually associated as with like it being a dessert wine because it's usually lighter. Um, yeah. So, and like, it's, a, it, I think it's very much like a masculine, like gendering this i'm just saying like a masculine imposition of like what you want like the light one you pussy like why don't you get the darkest beer? like why don't you get the (laughs) wine you know like it's one of those
0: anybody who knows anything about wine would look at this question and say what the hell do you mean you have to pick red or white there's so many options in each of those categories and they go with different things
1: uh yes but i do think there are a ton more reds than there are whites more reds than whites that's also part of it
0: nobody's gonna if you're, like, pairing wine with food, you're not going to look at it and just be like, no, 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 we're not just, we're not just doing red or white.
1: Yeah.
2: And no. honestly, do you guys,
0: I just like anything uh, that tastes good.
2: Do you guys have a favorite between the two?
0: Um, I suppose technically red?
2: Red. I prefer a red over a white. Uh, I honestly do. I find white wines more refreshing, though.
0: I mean, I buy the gallon jug of white wine, but the last two red wines I had were strawberry and blackberry, so... Oh, fuck. I don't know what that says about me. (laughs) (laughs) Our next question. And this should be a pretty ball-like home run question. Okay, guys, I currently have a Maytag repairman in my house fixing my washer. What are the rules about hovering around and offering to help the repairman, plumbers, cable guys, etc.? With the further details, I'm letting him do his thing and quietly sitting in the other room. Earlier, I was standing there watching and making small talk. I hate small talk, but I also don't want to look like a dick. All right, what do yeah, you I, all do when you have someone coming to work in or on your home?
1: Yeah, I totally feel that because it's like I don't want to just it's like you're paying them and it's their job. So it's totally fine to just leave them be. Let them do their thing. I'm sure they often prefer it to getting interrupted by someone. But at the same time, I don't know. I just feel weird and awkward sitting when someone's working on my stuff right next to me or in the other room
0: i'm of the mindset do the small talk so that you're not like rude to them of like you're here fix the thing goodbye
1: yeah like yeah. offer
0: from a glass of water or something if unless they're the plumber in which case give them a soda because <laughs> your water's off but then like once they're into the like ask like hey all right so what do you think we're looking at right now to tell you go do your thing like maybe in the next room just like you get an eye or ear shot in case they have a question but let them do their thing and once they're done give a little bit more small talk thank them for their service and uh send them on their way
2: i think that's probably fair i mean like a lot of those guys like um don't of help no no like you can, you can definitely ask them, like, what's the problem? What's the situation? Like, what is actually going on? Because especially if you're having, like, a repair guy come over in any capacity or somebody who's just working on the house, like, chances are you're probably not going to be able to fix that um, just by them being there is like, evidence of it, I would assume. Um, and they know this. So they'll probably, like, answer your questions. But it is best to probably stay out of their way um, unless they, like, specifically request that you're, like, that they might need you around just to ask like certain questions about like, I don't know, the area or whatever. Um But I, I don't think there's anything wrong, obviously, with like going up after to them afterward and asking like, what did you do? Like, I'm kind of curious, like, are there any ways I can spot this like issue um before it comes like back again? Yeah. Yeah.
0: And they deal with enough people who don't know what they're doing, trying to help and failing. Like, D- you're good. You're good. Yeah,
2: you'll be. Yeah.
0: Uh, Our next question, how long would you last in the
2: Squid Game? I don't know what this is, I keep seeing this on... It's
1: a Netflix show, think Saw-esque games, but they're all children's games. So, So like, red light, green light.
0: But if you move on the red light, they shoot you.
1: Yeah. I've only seen the first episode. Or like
0: Tug of War, but if you lose, you fall in the pit.
1: Oh, dude, I
2: probably, I probably lose like way out of the gate. Yeah, like yeah. I, I'm so bad. I'd be, I'd be like, yeah, whatever. Like, I'll see how far I get, but I'm like, I'm bad at kids games anyway. I don't know that I'd <laughs> enter the
0: competition because, like, the way you enter the competition is you're down in your luck and have no money at all and tons of debts and things. And they're like, hey, pick a color, red or blue, and you pick your color, and you wake up in the game, and it's like, dude, just sat down and asked you pick a color. and I'm that seems sketchy. I'm good. Well.
1: You play a whole game, and then you decide to join the game. You're, just, you're describing it I don't I want James to get the idea one. that you talk to someone and you say red, and then all of a sudden you wake up in a different place. No, They've played you, a game if you, if you that red, you offered you them... Okay.
0: What? It, it, he picks blue, right? And he wakes up as a player. But oh, the well, guards all Spoil wear red. it. So, if, if you pick red... Way to
1: spoil it, RJ.
0: Well, I haven't seen it, so I can't spoil it.
1: Oh. I thought you saw it. No, I
0: haven't seen
2: any of it. <laughs> wow, wait, spoiler, oh. and I wouldn't have known it was a spoiler.
1: <laughs> no, I don't. Well, apparently it's not a spoiler. I thought our team no, was spoiling. No, I'm not. This is just an internet theory. Yeah. Oh. No.
0: No. 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 No so, spoilers here. So yeah, I think so, wait, i either wouldn't it, play is, or I'd be just dead in the first one.
2: Is it Korean? Yes. Is it yes. one of those? Like, dude, what the fuck is up with Americans and Koreans over the past like few years? Like we uh, have we're like, finally full-
0: recognizing that we've been ignoring their talents.
2: That South Korea truly is the best Korea, unlike we were, like, <laughs> <to leave> North, <laughs> held that occupation title. Dude, is Japan going to get jealous, or are they going to start acting out so that they give it, like, we get more attention, like, you know what I mean? Like,
0: <laughs> uh, We'll see what they do to China. Oh. I don't know if they're actually planning it, to do anything to China, but they're the next closest people, so.
2: That's also fair. They, they also have a lovely history with the Koreans, so I'm sure they're oh, yeah. thinking... Be kind thoughts about those people uh, who are slowly stealing their international spotlight. Um, I yeah, would totally North do. North
0: Korea is a buffer state at this point between South and Japan. So, like, we'll just yeah. let that happen.
2: Also, like, to be honest, North Korea is probably the only reason that Japan hasn't tried to invade Korea again. I mean, I guess I also, like, probably China. Well, oh, I feel like there's a lot of reasons. Like, I... Japan
0: doesn't technically have a military.
2: Well, that's well. also very, well. I mean, that's like. So... <laughs> Like, listen, okay, that serial killer is totally reformed. He (laughs) won't chase anyone down. We cut off his legs. (laughs) It's It's fine. We solved that problem.
0: Yes, we gave him a wheelchair, but
2: don't worry about that. What do you mean he's building a new pair of bionic legs? Ah, let him have his fun. It was was 70 years ago. He's just just trying to act. Yeah. (laughs) Come on, the guy just wants to run and be free right in the direction of the people that he beat up, like, mercilessly 70 years ago. Although, like, again, to be an American talking like that is not is not fair. Yeah. Um,
0: <laughs> so our next question. When do you wear a brown suit? When do you wear a blue suit? When do you wear a white suit? And when do you wear a black suit? With the further details, rewatching Ant-Man and Michael Douglas was just rocking a brown suit all movie, and it got me thinking. Are there polite rules slash decorum for the color of suits for jobs and
1: occasions? Yes. What they are? No flippin' idea. All
0: right. Black suit. Okay. Black suit, yeah. you can wear funerals, weddings, and, like, a business formal is good, but, like, particularly, f- like, funerals and weddings, you try and go black.
1: Yeah, black <laughs> is, like, the most formal.
0: Yeah. Brown and blue are casual, like, business, quote-unquote casual business suits. Like, if it's yeah. not, like, the highest formality, you can wear one of those and you're good. Yeah. White is a leisure suit, leisure suit and the only instance I know of a leisure suit is the Leisure Suit Larry video game series that I have not played? I just know they're adult video games, and at that point, you don't want that association.
1: Yeah, I, I, I can't think of a scenario of ever seeing someone in like a white suit.
0: Um, I there was a guy who went to our high school who was a grade below us who wore it to a couple dances.
1: It's, I mean, it's difficult
2: to pull off a white suit because it's very um, symbolically charged. So it's like. It's difficult to kind of like make it work. Um, yeah. yeah. Don't. Oh, like, better are we talking, not? Are we talking a full white suit, like with a white tie, too? Or are we talking a white suit with a black tie? Because that's a little different. At least there's some variation there. I don't know. Damn.
0: Our last question this week What is the male version of Astrology Girl?
1: I don't even know what astrology girl is. A girl who's just, like, is Zodiac. really into astrology. Like, she'll she'll ask I you, know like, that.
2: your sign, and, uh... Alright,
1: so someone who's just obsessed with the Zodiac stuff? Yeah. Yeah, and, like, convinced that, like, not... Like,
2: really, really into it. Like, convinced that it's basically, like, a, the one determining factor of, like, all relationships.
1: Interesting. Um... I don't know. I, I've thought... I, I've... I would say uh
2: um guys are like this with like uh i don't know maybe this isn't gonna resonate well, I... um guys are like this i think with like political ideologies like mm-hmm. there's a lot like i don't know if you guys know those like um there's that one what is it the political compass like subreddit which is one of the only ones that i'd like frequent from time to time <laughs> um and, like, looking into that, like, look how much, looking at how much that has, like, fractured and just become this, like, again, like, yeah, like, totally fractal, like, way for young men to, like, determine each other's personalities based on the four quadrants of the compass um, and the, the two axes. Like, I'm, like, this feels very uh, astrology-esque. Like, this feels very, like, a asc- sort people into, like, ideological categories. I guess one of the other ways to do it would be... Or lifestyle categories. One of the other easy answers would be, like, Alpha, Beta, Sigma. Although I don't see I a think, whole lot of...
0: I think the next, the closest... The Alpha, Beta, Sigma thing resonates more with me of those guys who get obsessed about, like, who's an Alpha male versus a Beta male. Yeah.
2: Yeah. That's so difficult, though, because, like, I really don't see beyond the internet. Like, I don't encounter many guys, like, who... Although I guess that's not true. I guess I do encounter some guys who are like, no guy will like explicitly say it, but there are some guys who definitely seem to believe in that whole dynamic. And I'm like, yeah. I don't know, guys. I'm, that like that might be true in some sense, but it's definitely not like a totalizing like factor for anybody. Um, there are plenty of.
0: I was a true. I link it in my head to the uh, Game of Thrones quote: "Any man who says he's a king is no true king." Of like if you're saying you're the one, if you're walking around with the swagger of, like, I'm the one in charge and I know what's going on, all that stuff, it's like, maybe maybe you don't. Maybe you don't have it. Maybe you're not the alpha.
2: I mean, yeah, it's one of those things where it's like um, you kind of are what you say you aren't, right? And it's like, uh, I don't know, I've found a lot of like men in my life who have, like, like you said, RJ, like claim to be alphas, but are like very weak men, just in other and arguably more significant ways.
0: Yeah, hey, I think those are the two closest we've got for that question. But what's
2: what are, are your guys' signs? Do you guys know what signs are? Damn, Aquarius. That's, yes. that's the goat, and then the Aquarius like should be the fish. Like it, the, I would...
1: know uh, it's the cup bear. Oh, it's the, the what? Cup bear- the cup wow. bearer to the gods. That's right. You're the um you're it's the, the new age, age of Aquarius.
2: Yeah, the hippies said so 40 years ago.
1: <laughs> but they were kind of we are.
2: We are in the age of Aquarius. We're coming out of um what is it the age of Pisces? I, I have no idea.
0: All I know is is is, is Capricorn an earth sign or water? It's one of the two.
2: Uh, I think it's earth I want to say. Uh, I think so.
0: Yeah, it's Capricorn is an Earth sign, and just as an ironic like coincidence, my favorite uh form of bending from Avatar: The Last Airbender is Earth.
2: Oh my God, the stars really do determine it.
1: Yeah, apparently there's different types of zodiac calendars. Yeah, there's well, the I'm... tropical date, the sidereal date, and then the based on the IAU boundaries.
0: Well, and the it's popped up more on uh, on dating apps and stuff, because originally it was just base Zodiac, and then that wasn't special enough for the people who were serious about Zodiac, so they started going, like, sun sign, moon sign, star sign.
2: Yeah.
0: And this it's...
1: is all based off of, like, what it, I think, what it originally was, and then now this is based off of actual, the other one is based off more scientific actual observations.
2: Hmm. Yeah, the, uh, no, that's become a very I, I know all three of those signs for me. It's uh it's supposed to be like
1: uh also there's a thirteenth.
2: There is a thirteenth, but it was like it's like highly disputed as to like its actual legitimacy. Um Yeah. From what I've heard at least. But Well that's
1: like the the one that's following the true scientific observations, it seems like. Mm-hmm.
0: And that's no fun. We want to put as much mysticism into our reality as
2: possible. The question is, I think, is like um, like that was one that was supposedly inserted. I thought the story was it was in later, um, whereas like the yeah. original yak is the one that was first drawn up. And therefore, that's the one that people like go to, even though it may be more technically inaccurate, it is the more like true to full. In some capacity, but obviously also like it being accurate is also also I think people just really didn't want their signs to like shift. So yeah, they just that's why began.
1: I discount it, because otherwise I'm no longer in Aquarius. I become uh Capricorn.
2: I'd be the 13th if I wasn't, if it came. out, Yes, in. yes, you would. Which would fucking I'm not ready to give that up. I'm not ready to not fork. be. I'm not ready to not be a Sagittarius. I, I gotta, you know, um, I gotta, I gotta represent. Alright, yeah. let's
0: wrap the show up. Aye, aye. Gentlemen, thank you for joining again this week. Thank you to the band Problem of Interest for letting us use the song Living in the Moment off the album Cross Off yesterday. You can find them on iTunes and Spotify. You can find us on iTunes and Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts are sold. Uh, if you can't find us, I don't know how you're listening, but uh, let us know what you need us on. <laughs> Uh, you can let us know on Facebook, Better Buddies. We have our meme Mondays and post our uh, icebreakers. Or Twitter, at BetterBudcast. Use the hashtag Better Buddies when you tweet about the show. Or you can email us, BetterBuddiesCast at gmail.com. So you can send us fan art, hate art, fan mail, hate mail, declarations of love and or war, icebreakers you want us to talk about or questions you need advice on. And last but not least, be a better buddy.
2: Right. We
0: should probably start the show though. It's almost
1: 10 <laughs> Yeah.
0: Yeah. Man, I'm going to I'm gonna have to go hat shopping.
1: Well, you just got to do that anyways. That's just like oh, a thing yeah. you got to do. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Definitely got to just go hat shopping to hat shop. But
2: maybe I'll go as Play Doh and I'll just hit people over the head with the Republic all night long and just <laughs> see if anybody gets it. There you go. That would be top.
0: All right. Let's start the episode in three. Two.